Welcome to Warped Zone, a podcast on sci-fi, philosophy, religion, politics, gaming, geese, and anything else to boo. Ooh, I see what you did there. Yeah, you like goose. That. Yeah, geese. Yeah, untitled goose game. Yeah. Hmm. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I'm happy to be here. Uh, I'm happy to be here too. I am Ben Benasic. I'm Tara Smith. Uh, both award-winning PhD. <laughs> yeah, and we're going to do that every time. I think we at should. At least for a while. Yeah. 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 Yeah, um, we have to milk it for the last word, so you don't get much with academia. Yeah, so. we're in the uh, cold chisel room, which we've now realised that, thank you, Mark, for pointing yeah, out that I, the lyrics on the room were actually from a cold chisel song. I don't like cold chisel. You don't like cold chisel? No. I like maybe four songs. Do they have any more? I don't know. That's the problem. That's why I couldn't recognise it, because I didn't know this song. I like Saturday Night. I like um, Flame Trees. Uh, uh, Flame Trees is good Flame by Trees Sarah Blasco. Oh, you like her cover yeah, version? Yeah, that's a really I good. like the original. Mm. Anyway, we've realised that's what the lyrics on the wall are. Yeah. Okay, well, there's other things written on the wall, Mark, so you can... You can yeah. Uh, <laughs> e, so, hey, E4J4M 18317. Yeah, I'd like to know the theory of that. <laughs> and we've also got A plus J. Yeah, A plus J, which is... Fifth of the eighth, fifteen, mm. and then A plus for J twenty ninth and ninth, twenty ten. But they've scrubbed that oh, off. Oh no, that must be six, I reckon. Sixteen. Or, or do you think that they so they got together again in two thousand fifteen? Broke up in two thousand ten. Or is it the other way around? Anyway, A and J, if you're listening, we'd love <laughs> to know the story. Pretentious person. W M H Z for Z S H. Well, William Mark Herbert <laughs> <laughs> Zinnerman. <laughs> You can tell that's a private school person has yep. two middle names. <clears throat> anyway, uh, as I have two middle names. My kids have two middle names as well. Do they? Yeah. I sort of took on one. Um, yeah. I have two middle names. Yes, you do. <laughs> I do. Yeah. yeah. Blue um, Moon. Yep, that's mm. right. Blue Moon represent. Mm. BM, as I go by on my academia page. Is Tara, that what it is BM now? Smith. Yeah, I went for a few variations. I think that one comes <laughs> I told you that my mum think it stands for something, like Big Mama, something like that. <laughs> like some weird sexual name. Thanks, Mum. Anyway, I have been well. Do you want to tell us about what you've been up to? You want me to go first? I've just been writing a lot. Yeah? Yeah, you I'm really tired. Walter Day intro in your, yeah, your lectures. Yeah, I've done Walter Day intro for um, the article that I'm writing, lectures, Reading a bit of Tolstoy, which is fun. Um, there's actually, I, I listened to a debate um, which was on whether uh, Tolstoy uh, is better than Charles Dickens. <laughs> a <laughs> right? ridiculous okay. proposal, right? So whether one is better than the other. Yeah. However... Um, what did they come up with? Uh, well, the, as the audience was going in there, they were asked and more people thought that Charles Dickens was better. Yeah. Um, so it's like 44% to 41%. It wasn't that much of a difference. Mm -hmm. um, and then the rest of the people were completely undecided. Mm -hmm. um, I'm getting the name of the podcast that's actually part of because I think it's actually really good. Yeah, Dickens first. Oh. Oh, there we go. Why don't we just play it and record mm -hmm. it on there? And just, the yeah, whole yeah everyone episode. can just listen to that. <laughs> um, so John Mellon uh, was for Dickens and Simon Sharma, the historian, um, was for Tolstoy. Oh. I, I love Simon Sharma. Yeah. Um, I also love Tolstoy. Mm -hmm. um, and there's actors that act out certain scenes um, as part of the, oh, sounds the, fun. the thing. Yeah. Um, and one of the scenes is from Anna, Anna Karenina, where um, Kitty, I think, is having a child um, 
and <laughs> she's like screaming in childbirth and um, Tolstoy's character who is himself um, written in as himself is like panic stricken thinking that his wife's a about to die mm-hmm. um, and that he now hates the child and he's like disturbed about it yeah. and that's acted out during this podcast oh it's the best thing ever really? yeah check it's it out. so so good um, yeah so oh, the whole point of me picking that up was to tell you what, what podcast so it is, it is on Intelligence Squared mm-hmm. um, the battle of the great 19th century novelists um, Dickens vs Tolstoy All right, cool. it was it wonderful wonderful um, so podcast writing Writing, I watched the Breaking Bad movie. Oh, yeah, did you like it? Really good. Yeah, you know, I'm not a big Breaking Bad fan. I know. Yeah, but you liked it. It's one of the many things we disagree on. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Um, I liked it a lot, yeah. Did you see it at the cinema? No, you can't. It's just a... Oh, it's a Netflix thing. Netflix thing, yeah, yeah. Um, and we also went to the movies, took, took us Iron Jack to the movies. What did you see? Paw Patrol. <laughs> <laughs> 45 minutes. Nice. So it's school oh, holidays, isn't it? Brilliant cinema there, yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't realise. Mm. Yeah. Story arc was interesting. <laughs> was it? Yeah. I like Paw Patrol because I like dogs. Dogs, so yeah. naturally. Yeah, I like the cats. Oh, really? But the cats are evil in Paw oh, Patrol. Oh, really? uh, typical. Yeah. Typical dog movie. I don't understand that. Yeah. Like, why that is. And they had a, a, uh, a woman racer that they were racing against called the Cheetah, oh, dressed okay. like a cheetah. Her, but she was actually a cheetah. C H E A T R. Is she a dog or a cat? No, she was a, a, a woman. Like oh, a, a person. Yeah, yeah, a person. Dressed as a cat. Yeah, her whole thing, um, like, get up was, yeah. Because they're, yeah. they're Paw Patrol, like, they're. This, they're vigilantes, right? No. Are they, aren't they, like, don't they put out fires and stuff? Yeah, there is a fireman oh, in it. Okay. Yeah. But I, I haven't watched it much. They're, like, pit crew um, of a racetrack. I don't know. They're drag racing. Yeah. Yeah, they're like doing like, <laughs> like laps and furious, shit. Fast and the Furious kind of thing. Yeah. That's uh, pretty funny. Yeah, it's strange. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> yeah, uh, so I did that, but we um, had ice cream and, and popcorn and that's always enjoyable. I eat my popcorn and ice cream weird. You eat them together? Mm-hmm. That's disgusting. So you put the so, popcorn on the ice cream no, and no, then no, eat no, it. No. So I eat the chocolate Oh no, oh my top. god, do you pour it into the <laughs> bucket like an animal no. and then get ice cream no, fingers? No, 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 So I came up with this when I was like 13 or something so I went yeah. to the cinemas with my friends and we had like one really big bucket of, of um, popcorn it was <laughs> the, back in the days when you can get the really massive yeah. buckets yeah they no longer do those because they're small um, and I had my ice cream and I'm, I ate the chocolate off it and they're like oh do you want any popcorn I'm like yeah but I don't want to put it on my lap like I was quite fastidious even as a child yeah so what do you mean you would put it in your lap just scoop it out with your hands eat it out of your hand no because I was eating ice cream well finish your ice cream first I wanted a bite <laughs> Jeez, language. Anyway, so I leant across and shoved my ice cream in oh, the popcorn. Yuck, so there's like dribbly ice cream of your like slobbery mouth No, no, because it sticks. It, it, it attaches so anything rude. that it attaches no. to. Yeah, and the ice cream's really hard, so it really works. So now Jody does it as well, and Jack does it, and Isaiah was like, no, I'm not doing it. <laughs> yeah, the only normal person in the family is like, no, I'm done. Yeah, so ice cream and popcorn, that's how you should all eat it. It's amazing. Jeez. Hmm. I don't know what else I've been doing. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I'm a bit disturbed about that story. Really? I don't know. Just dipping it in there, like communal bucket of popcorn. Yeah. Just upturn your ice cream and eat yeah. it. But you know weird. I eat communally. Like we, you've been over for dips and stuff. And we've got, <laughs> yeah. Like it's it's yeah, very normal no, for no, us. No, that's not. 
I don't mind like sharing germs. It's Dips. more like just dipping an ice cream up, t- turning it down. I'd worry it would like fall off. I don't know. I just no, I need doesn't... to see it in action. There's someone that doesn't eat um, ice creams anymore. Well, the movies. Find a vegan place. There are some. There are some. If there's a vegan, yeah. So if a vegan chocolate top place, I will eat that ice cream with you and popcorn. All right, let's do it. Um, that's really it for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I transcribed one of my interviews, which was the Walter Day interview. Oh yeah. Yeah, so I, I did it. Right, and then you found a program, right? Yeah, and then the program just doesn't pick up all of the, the words, so mm-hmm. it takes a while. But now, uh, Carol, for you that is listening, I can transcribe things, like, pretty well. That's good. Mm, so you still have be... heaps of mistakes, right? You have to fix that. Yeah, I still have to look yeah. through it, but it's a lot better. It's more methodical doing it this way. It's like 10 cents a minute. I have to pay to do it. But then, yeah, mm. the, the checking is actually quite easier for me to do. Also, you just have to pay for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But is somebody actually doing it, right? No, no, it's oh, a computer okay. program. Yeah. Oh, and I've been ordering parts for um, my Supergun setup, which is a connection which will go to one of my screens to make a portable arcade machine on mm-hmm. the go. Mm-hmm. So I can then take that kit everywhere and just play arcade games, like original arcade games, which is quite cool. Uh, and that's been my research last week. Nice. That's it. What have you been doing? Um, I'm just looking back at the calendar. Oh. Um, Tom's been working a lot, doing like lots of vet shifts last week. Mm-hmm. Um, you did a market, didn't you? Yeah, but I will get to that. So mm. I saw a Greek film. I went to the Greek film festival. It's oh. a film called uh, "In This Land Nobody Knew How to Cry." Mm. It's set in the in the future. It's about a Greek village on an island that decide they're not going to have money anymore. That they're, they're going to be self sufficient. Yeah, it's pretty cool. That's real life for Greece. Now, yeah, well, because it was a resp- it's a response, obviously, to the um, Greece has no money. financial thing. Yeah, but they all it's bartered and traded, and it's yeah. like a really idyllic kind of like utopic place where all the kids like don't have any rules. They just paint on buildings and like really kind of like it was like it was sweet, but it wasn't the acting and the dialogue was a bit off. Like you know how things that, I don't know it was hard to explain, but you, you know. Especially at film festivals, they're a bit more like um, independent. Yeah. I just felt like a lot of the production was kind of mm. a bit down. But the concept yeah. was interesting. Like just having everybody, you know, bartering. There's just one shop where they bring in supplies and they have special water that has these special minerals that they give away and in kind of an exchange for goods. Mm. So it's kind of it's kind So of that's become their, their currency. Yeah. Right. Uh, for outside, but internally they, they will swap things for like, you come fix my car, or well, they don't have, really have cars, but you come fix something and I'll yeah. give you some eggs and that kind of thing, so it's hmm. swapped around. So it's kind of a cool, really cool concept, and the island was beautiful. I don't know if it's a real Greek, I mean, it must be a Greek island um, somewhere in Greece, because where they shot it, but mm. it was beautiful. It's called Almanaki. Okay. But, it, but I looked it up and I couldn't find any mention of it being Almanaki. a real island. But Almanaki? Maybe, I think so, yeah. Uh, Inaki like means small. Yeah, it's but it was so pretty. It makes you really want to go to Greece. So I really yeah. like that. Um, I saw that with Chi, and then I went to a housewarming on Saturday, which was all right. And then yeah, I had markets um, with my friend uh, Ellie. We did mm-hmm. a, a penny marathon market. We raised six hundred and fifty dollars, which wow. is pretty awesome. So I had honey there. I had beeswax wraps DIY. So I made like a little kit with fabric, wax, oh, instructions. Cool. So you could just sell them like that. Hmm. Instead of making them all myself. And yeah, sell yeah, them. yeah. Cut out the middleman. So that was really good. Um, so I was there for, for like eight hours. I don't know, not that long. Maybe like five hours. So we, we really put in the hard work. And then um, Tom's gone away to Canberra to go work out some CSIRO stuff. And what else have we been doing? I need to get some, do some writing on Thursday. I need to 
get some shit done. But mm. yeah, everything else has been pretty good. We've been playing cool. a little bit of the, the goose game. The goose game, yeah, mm-hmm. we'll leave that until yep. later. Um, have you read My Family and Other Animals? Like yeah, Gerald I think I have, or I've started it. Because, mm. I don't know, I, it's, it's a penguin book, right? It's a what? Oh, don't make me <laughs> Penguin book. Penguin book, book. yeah. yeah I think it is. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I've seen it. Um, it's sort of, you know how they do a special like blank editions, like no cover kind of yeah. thing, or just with the title. Yeah. yeah, I've seen it, and I think I've read the first like four pages, but I haven't finished it. Oh, okay. I don't know why, but I like the concept, right? I think hmm. it's about animals, right? Yeah, and it's on a Greek island. Oh, is it? Yeah, oh, yeah. and it, it is like uh, an animal trader guy that walks around mm-hmm. and sells. Doesn't really sell, but just gives away animals for different stuff. And it's yeah, prior to the Second World War. Oh. Uh, it's a true story. What else happened in it? I think maybe I have read it, actually. Uh, it's all about his mother, which um, takes uh, the family to Corfu to escape, um, mm-hmm. you know, the, the woes of Britain. And mm, it's moves really to an idyllic life. And Corfu is the idyllic life at that time, um, prior to, you know, that pesky guy, Adolf Hitler. <laughs> oh, Adolf. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Always just coming along and ruining Yeah. yeah. Uh, so, but... It was formative of um, yeah Gerald Durrell's life. Um, mm, actually, it's, maybe I did read it. I, don't know, I have to mm, reread it. The Durrells are actually an amazing family. They're, all of them were writers and did different things. And mm. it's, yeah, quite amazing. That's um, cool. Yeah, the output that they did. Uh, yeah, yeah, it's one of my favorite authors. Anyway, um, it's a good book. Mm-hmm. I'll check it. it out. Yeah. Okay, uh, Goose Game. Um, we will play a little bit of the soundtrack now, which is from the garden scene. the soundtrack, the section which is part of the garden scene, um, and I'll give a little bit of an intro. Do it. Uh, Untitled Goose Game is a game that's been developed by a company called House House. Uh, it's a Melbourne-based uh, company, and the developers are Michael McCaster, Jacob Strasser, uh, Stuart Gillespie-Cook, Nico Disseldorp, uh, and they're all from Melbourne. That's cool. Um, co-funded by Film Victoria. Mm-hmm. Um, Side note, Victoria is home to at least a third of Australia's video game developers because of the money that the government gives, um, such as Film Victoria and the Victorian government Mm -hmm. directly, Mm -hmm. to game development, um, which is pretty interesting. Um, So Film Victoria actually funded the first section of the game, so Mm -hmm. the first third. Uh, Then the company wanted to extend on the the game, didn't want to just have a small app, so they found the um, publisher Panic who funded the remainder. Mm-hmm. Um, they then released it, and it's gone gangbusters ever since. Um, absolute worldwide success and acclaim. Outsold uh, the newest Zelda game for a week, which is crazy. Because mm-hmm. um, on the Switch too, right? Yeah, it's on yeah. the Switch, um, PC, and Mac. Um, 
there is potential plans to bring it to Xbox and PS, but there is restrictions in doing that for all of the different consoles. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, they're going to have to... Was this their first it. game? This is their second game. Oh. So the first game is Push Me, Pull You. Mm-hmm. Um, it's <laughs> yeah, developed in 2016. It's a two-player game where you battle against each other, um, and what you need to do is... Uh, similar to that game that we played at Mark's house. Oh, with the, the sword. Yeah, yeah. What's that one called? I don't know. Anyway, um, so it's a game which is not cooperative, but what you have is um, a two-ended um, animal, sort of like cat dog. You know what cat dog oh, is? Yeah, 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 yeah. So it's got I like the... Love a little cat dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's got the head and arms of one animal on one side and the head of arms of another animal on the other side. And you have a ball in the middle. Yeah. And it's like a circular space, and the aim is to like keep the ball on your side of the field. <laughs> so you like got like, yeah. So you got to like wrap yourself around the ball and pull it, whilst the other person can wrap the, themselves around you entirely and pull you to their side. <laughs> so it's this like okay. push me, pull you yeah. thing. Yeah. Um, so Sounds it's a, a bit silly, but it's a bit cute. weird. It's explained as a snake animal wrestling game. <laughs> <laughs> That's the best description ever of right. a game. So Do you play it. Uh, no, but I watched videos of it and I was yeah. like, oh, why haven't I got this? It's on PlayStation 4, <laughs> cool. so yeah, you can get that. Yeah. Um, my, so yeah, charts topping sales um, of the game. Um, and uh, the entire game is that you control a goose, um, hence the name, Untitled Goose Game. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty simplistic controls. Uh, you just wander around, you can let off a honk. Which sounds like like that. Um, you can pick up objects uh, and pull them around, or let go of objects, mm-hmm. and that's basically. Oh, and it. you can flap. Oh, your and you can flap your wings. Yes. Yeah. And you can right. bend down your little head. Yeah. yeah. So you can bend down to pick up things and. And to hide. Um, yeah, <laughs> which is an element as well. Um, so it's a stealth-based puzzle game, I guess. Um, you would put it in in that category, um, and my favorite. Uh, title I found about the game when I was looking at different reviews mm. was The Guardian who said it's Poultry in Motion, which is quite cute. Yeah. Uh, five levels of the game. So, spoiler alert, I guess we're going to need to spoil the game because it's so short. Um, I'd like to talk about all elements of it, so yeah. if that's cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if so, that means if you want to play and you don't want any spoilers... Listen to this episode later. It's yeah. a very short game anyway. It goes for like two hours. Yeah. So you can easily finish it. Mm. But that two hours, depending on, on some issues, which we will cover. Um, so there's five levels. There's a garden, which is really more of a farm stay. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's a like a garden where um, there's crops being planted. That's the first level you get to after you've walked out of... Um, the lake. Uh, then there's the high street where you come across um, more humans. So in the garden you meet a gardener. In the high street there's a, a young boy um, who wears glasses. A nerd. <laughs> <laughs> uh, there's a couple of shopkeepers. And then there's the back gardens where there is a man in one garden and a woman, woman in the other garden. Um, then after you go through that, so that's the, the third level. The fourth level is a pub. Um, and that's actually quite active with people. So there's a delivery man, a guard, waitress, two women talking, and then an old guy playing darts. Uh, and then there's the miniature village at the end of it, which is just like a, a simple maze. There's no humans in that 
uh, and you need to do certain things in that. Mm -hmm. What did you think? It was good. I really, really liked the game. I just didn't really like playing it. <laughs> I like the concept of the game. I like the movements in the game, but I'm not much of a puzzle. I get too easily frustrated. And when I first started playing, I didn't see that you could tap the list. So I didn't yeah, realize yeah. there was a list. I was just sort of wandering around and I got stuck pretty early. I'm just not very good at these kind of games. And then I tried to go on to the next thing to just see what's happening. I like mm -hmm. to be able to like suss out. I'm quite like driven in the game. I like to know each level and kind of know, move oh, around yeah, to but explore. There's barriers, but there's yeah. barriers. So you can yeah. only get past the next once you do something else. So I just found it a little bit restricting. But then when I sort of stopped playing Tom, I watched Tom play it. So he mm -hmm. got a bit further than I did. And then I watched some YouTube videos of people going even further and like yeah. I really like the audio and the visual of the game and the concept I really like. I just didn't particularly like playing it much, mm. just for my enjoyment, it's not my yeah, it's quite simplistic, yeah. I, I thought. Um, it's it, like a children's kids book. Yeah, yeah. It's really cute. Uh, and there's no um, dark lines around any of the objects, so it's all like a pastel type of yeah. colour. Um, which is quite nice, uh, and the movement of the, the duck is quite fluid. Oh, the goose, sorry, we should the stop goose, playing duck, yeah. I've been doing that a bit. But, so from now on, if I say duck, it means goose. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, but um, the goose's movements and the way it waddles and the way it swims and the way you kind of flap your arms, like, you could just imagine they watch hundreds of videos of watching yeah. geese and they knew geese quite yeah. well and I think that's just really sweet. And just to see, like, um, and it's all, like, so you, you basically, um, aim of the game is you have a set of, of lists of things to do and you're an mm. asshole basically you're trying to just kind of screw, stuff, with, screw with people yeah. right yeah. it's kind of cheeky but it's all done quite in like good faith in I feel like in like a fun hearted mm. kind of way like yeah. even though you're being a bit mean like you're stealing kids glasses or you're put, trying undoing their laces so they trip over and stuff yeah. like it's done in a way that's not mean spirited and nobody hurts the duck or uh, the goose either they just yeah push they it just away sort of push you yeah. away or whatever and i like that aspect of it because yeah. you weren't it was quite um what's the word soothing to play you, you weren't worried about people coming at you and yeah i like that and but it's cheeky and fun and it kind of plays to that kind of naughty side of you but in a almost like a childlike mm. fun way rather than a mean spirited yeah, way yeah. i like that aspect of um, it a lot there's a chaotic element involved yeah. as well. Like you have to steal objects all the time. There's there's lots of memes now on the internet of the goose holding the knife in its mouth <laughs> and walking around and, and doing things, which is quite funny. Um, and you're right. So, so an example of some of the playful elements of it, um, you have to get the rose, like a prize-winning rose, cut in the garden. So to do that, you have to pull the box of the rose across then go into the next door neighbour's um, uh, your backyard, mess up her bush, and then honk at it so that she'll go and actually get the clippers and clip it. And because it's so close to the prize-winning rose, yeah, it cuts it. Yeah. yeah. So there's there's that. Like, and then like there's an embarrassment with the humans of what they've done, and they get quite angry. Um, and then it all culminates with the end scene where you um, go to the miniature village and get the bell. Um, and then you have to go back through all of the people's, um, you know, different areas and then drop the bell near your home, mm -hmm. which is quite funny. Um, there is two puzzles, I think, that are problematic um, uh, for just the flow of the game. So the first one, uh, you're given this list and the farmer, the farmer part, so the first one, um, there is the option to get the farmer to change his hat. Mm -hmm. And you can't do that until you do some other tasks. So you can't actually... So there's certain order of things 
which you have to discover. Oh, but you mean you have to because you have to he has to fall over and when yeah, he hits his thumb on that's the, right. the side. I yeah. thought you could also get it by what going in. You know, there was a hole in the garden. You could go back and forth through. No. Oh, if you move a crate, there's a hole. Yeah. So you can hide there, and when he bends down to do gardening, you can grab his hand off like that. I I read that you could do that. As well. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, that's really hard. Yeah, okay. Yeah, but there are. I think there's a few ways to do mm. certain things. Yeah, okay. Not just make him fall over. But you're right. If you right. did it in that order, you'd have to have him hit his thumb. On yeah, the and then to and put then, up yeah. the sign of no geese yeah. in his garden, you have to basically mess with him more. Yeah. Whereas that hat changing option is quite high. Yeah. So when I, I did a search on the internet, like I'm playing it for a good 20 minutes in that section, I'm like, well, there's, there's something wrong here. Like if this can be finished within two hours, yeah. it can't take this long. So I went on the internet and I looked up and I said, first you have to, and then um, said the name of something else that you have to do. Right, like, yeah. oh, okay. All right, so it's an order-based yeah. thing. So then I had no other trouble through the game, entire game except for the pub scene with the old guy that's got the darts. Mm -hmm. You have to pull a chair out from underneath him. Um, and unless you're standing in the right spot, it doesn't work. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. So if you're standing sort of behind the chair in and behind this log, mm -hmm. it just won't work. Mm -hmm. um, you have to be standing like in the the blatant open area and then pull it across and it has to be a yanking motion as well mm -hmm. um, so I just had some trouble with that mechanic but I think that if you played it and grabbed the chair the way that the game wants you to you wouldn't even discover that that's a problem right yeah um, whereas everything else you know you can you can do in different ways mm -hmm. um, but that's a really slight um, critique I guess mm -hmm. of what is a really awesome game so you really liked it I did yeah. I really really loved it um, so I played through it and then finished it um, and I'm playing through it again and doing mm -hmm. some of the extra missions. Yeah. Some of the extra missions I picked up the first playthrough as well, like locking the garden gardener out of his yeah. garden. Um, I did that straight away, um, which is kind of cool. And then when it scrubbed it, it would like it, the list pops up <clears throat> and it showed it crossed off the secret list. Mm -hmm. And I was like, oh, that's, that's amazing. There must be all these secret options as yeah, well. That's cool. um, yeah, I liked the soundtrack. Mm -hmm. um, and the duck, uh, the geese's movement is is pretty cool. Yeah, it's yeah. sweet. Hmm. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I wanted to talk. Stuff. Yeah, a bit about the context and how it's been received. So, did you hear Blink One Eighty Two did a shout out during the concert about the game? <laughs> no. Yeah, I read that. Well, that was really? really funny. Yeah, they did a shout out to the. There's two things okay. amazing about that. One, Blink One Eighty Two <laughs> is still doing concerts. Yeah. I know. <laughs> two. Um, they like, they like the game. game, yeah. So it's been quite popular in like, um, well, like worldwide, and for people yeah. that aren't super into gaming as well. And the funny thing is, is, I thought the game was entitled Goose Game. I think I told you that. <laughs> yeah. I was reading it as entitled because the goose is very entitled. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he has a lot of attitude, and, and I watched a, a replay. I can't remember the YouTuber um, or whatever he does games, and he was a pretty annoying American guy. And but he had so much fun with it, like waddling, mm. and he'd pick up the um, in the second level, he'd pick up a big the bin. Lead and use it as a shield and like go like the battering ram against <laughs> right. them. Yeah, you can do that. Like this, it was just a really nice watching. I actually liked watching it being played more because yeah. I'm just I'm not very good at puzzle games. I get too easily frustrated. I like open world stuff, so like yeah. you know Assassin's Creed and Skyrim, Skyrim that yeah. I can go do whatever I like, mm. or I can play the like kind of option. I like to be able to wander around. I actually think this game would have been really fun if you could just kind of wander about as well, mm. kind of. But that's just me. Um, 
The other funny thing was that um, Peter gave it an award, so it won an award. So Peter the was in PETA. PETA, yes. which is amazing because they normally don't like anything anybody yeah. does ever. Yeah. So for them to give them an award, um, is really and they, what they liked about it is it's giving the goose some agency and and treating it like um, like a person almost like mm. with, with with character and attitude and and geese in real life have those things yeah they're very intelligent and they're assholes mm. <laughs> they will come at you they will flap their wings like you they'll honk at you they're very like tough birds so yeah i thought that was really cool and i think it's a good point i think this game does really like give like a anthropomorphic or like a a kind of view of what it's of a goose being an individual in mm. a way and mm. with the with the personality like it would be hard to go eat foie gras or something the same day you play this, I think, you know, mm. you don't think so? <laughs> uh, well, yeah, I guess so. Mm-hmm. You, because some people have, have, have hypothesised that it's about a, a goose that's escaped from, like, from the factory or something. Oh, really? Like that. Yeah. That's pretty funny. And someone said, what, also they could do a game about Canadian geese, so they get their feathers, I think, removed for jackets, something about that as well. So another yeah, game right. where they're kind of pinpointing that. Mm. Oh, so, you know, it's them just being creative with it. I don't know. I don't think they the game House House intended the goose yeah. to be. Well, House to House be. created it as a joke. So they were talking about... The story is that the mm. four of them have got um, shared groups of friends and they came together to create Push Me, Pull You. Um, and then after that, they were talking about what their second game could be and one of them just shared a picture of a goose just as a joke said, oh, don't we just do this? Mm-hmm. And then it grew from that. Just that, that joke, weird idea of mm-hmm. imagine a goose and it's just gone like wildfire. It's funny that it's the second, or it's the third game that we've we've really reviewed. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but Ellison was really the story in the game. So the, the second yeah. standalone game we've reviewed and both of them have been um, independent games. Mm. Both were unexpected whether they were going to be successful or not. You know, mm. Flow was really good. Um, but no one would have thought that Journey for that game company would have got the standout mm. success and won Game of the Year as well. Yeah, and I um, think they're all quite simplistic in a way mm. that's not simplistic, but that they're focused on the audio, yep. the visual, and really just Gameplay. experiential yep. experience of the game. That's right, yeah. yeah. So without simplistic, fun gameplay, um, games are not worth playing. Mm. You don't need... This is what I don't understand about Microsoft as a company um, and the development of Xbox, because they go the other way. Mm. Originally, the Xbox 360s in the marketplace was full of independent games, and they were all quite fun to play. Whereas now, um, you can't turn on the Xbox One without it having to do an update about something. You cannot buy a game off a shelf for Xbox One and play it straight away. There's mm. very few games you can do that. Most of them need day one patches, and they're so complex games. Mm. When you're playing a game for eight hours and it's still teaching you elements of that game, that's a bit of a problem. Yeah. Um, I, I think that that's okay for some gamers, but the majority of people just want to get in and play a simplistic mm. game. And the Switch is a good console as representative of that. Of that. Mm. Um, I found myself playing this game, and I was on the lounge, both with Isaiah and Jack, in, at separate times, and we played the Goose game together, yeah. and I gave the con- like the actual console to my four-year-old child, and he walked around and was honking and enjoyed that element of it. Yeah, yeah. Um, 
Jack liked the, the how the goose is an asshole. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he's a, a nine-year-old. Yeah, he's he's into that sort of thing. You know, it's, yeah. No, it's, and they're also all those three games we've looked at. I think are also targeted towards children, or children can play it. Maybe not targeted, but children can play goose game. People can children could still play Journey, like mm-hmm. young people, and because it's simplistic in that way, and I think that's good as well. But for adults, but I mean, like it mm. could be both. Yeah, because it's that playful childlike element. Yeah, of it. absolutely. But. I, I know what you're saying, but I think some com- games that are complicated are still really enjoyable, like Skyrim or... Um... Skyrim's not even that complicated, but... Oh, but you know, there's a, a lot of, there's a lot of th- things going on. There is, yeah. yeah. It's an open... It's a big, big thing. Yeah. Um, I, I'm more talking about elements, uh, games like, you know, the new Tom Clancy games, where, the, like, it's just... I like... Um, Tom really likes um, Red Dead Redemption. Or whatever it is. Yeah, that's that's using the same element sort of as Assassin's Creed. Yeah. So that's again pretty easy to, to get a hold of. Mm. So what Assassin's games, Creed, what games John, do you mean by the complicated then? Um Well, there's a lot of first person shooters that require you to to delve into them for quite an extensive period oh, really? of time. See I never play shooting games. <laughs> yeah, see so that's it's those, I don't like those kind of games either. No, and they're they're hard they're a hard, uh, you know, sell to get to. Yeah. Doom used to be simplistic. Walk, walk around and shoot things. Yeah. All right. If it moves, it's going to try and kill you. Shoot <laughs> it. And the barrels, you can blow that up, and sometimes cool stuff comes out. Mm. Pretty easy concept, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, when, and then you've got like puzzle-like games like um, Portal. Easy concept as well. Shoot portal in on one wall, the portal on the other wall, and you can jump through mm. A and you come through B. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty simple. When you mix those two elements and then mix for, um, role-playing game elements to it, um, these developers are thinking, I think, that you need to have more and more complex games. And you have these teams of 80 to 200 people working on a single game under the direction of, of one or two people. Mm-hmm. Um, so fundamentally what happens then is that each of those individuals are just following orders based upon small teams of what they're implementing. Whereas in a game like this, developed by House House, you've only got four people. So you can easily, the four of you, come together and decide to do different things. Those teams become more fluid. Um, and Genova Chen has talked about this from that game company, that he, he likes his small team. He doesn't want it to grow bigger. He wants that fluidity yeah. so that he can then create just a fun experience. So you're not midway down the road and think, oh shit, this game is actually not fun to, to play. Yeah, yeah. But we've got Ubisoft and we've got an end release date and we've got a film tie-in or you know some other IP. It has to be out by Christmas. And we just have to do it. Mm. Um, and those larger companies, they're battling against these small companies. And the smaller companies generally... Um, so there's a lot of shit small company, uh, small games released by small companies. Not all of them are good. Yeah. But I think that the... Well, the bad ones you never hear about. That's right. So small. Yeah, and there's so many of them on the marketplace as well yeah. that people just ignore. Um, but I think that there are elements of these, these smaller companies where they can achieve better results. Yeah. And this is one of the highlights. So they because they're doing it with less. And what I read too is interesting that there's a lot of um, that the funding's actually been cut. I think the government used to give a bit of funding towards gaming. I read an article where they actually cut, yeah quite yeah. a bit of the funding for gaming. So and so people are moving the big. There's a, quite a few bigger um, gaming houses. They all have shut down now. Mm. So now they are a lot of the games in Australia are really in, like they're indie and they're um, small and they're 
like house house they're not yeah well that, that was used to be federal government that was giving money to larger development houses which is not sustainable okay. like that's just funding large corporations whereas i think what film victoria do in funding independent films mm. and then funding independent um video game houses and hopefully seeding them so that they can achieve Stop. better results yeah not seeding, not funding the entire game is the right thing to yeah, do. Yeah, it makes sense. Um, because then someone can go away, be creative for a period of time, and if it works, great. If it doesn't work, well, that's a shame. Yeah. And this is one of the highlights of how that funding actually works really well. Yeah. It's well thought out and, um, yeah, very what, what were some of your favourite puzzles in the game? Um, hmm. I loved how... When, when I saw on the list of the high street of Get the Goose on TV, yeah. I was like, oh, what do I have to do here? And that whole thing of sneaking into the shop and then flicking the switch and then seeing all of the TVs and the goose waddling around, <laughs> I actually laughed out loud. Like, it was so funny. Um, I really liked that. Um, I liked how there was the option to take something off the high street. High street's my favourite part. Um, the option to take an object off someone and get them to buy it themselves, um, that's really funny. So I made the young boy buy... His plane? His plane. Yeah. Yeah. I like that one too. Yeah. Oh, I'm trying to think what else I like. I like the radio because you could dunk it in the water and break it. (laughs) I like just generally knocking stuff over, like going into the corner and then like knocking everything around you over. So it's all like topples on the ground and then watching the guy have to pick them back up. I like that when you'd have to do like a a picnic thing. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, so the the farmer's going to try and go and get the stuff. So then you have to do that. You have to just fuck stuff up. You just yeah. knock as much stuff over, run around with it. <laughs> you can see the farmer, like, because there's a little bubble that pops yeah, up what above they, their heads, what they're around. wanting, and it's just like is one thing, then another thing, yeah. then another. The other thing too, when you still get the um, plant, they have to buy the plant, the shopkeeper, she's a bitch, hate the shopkeeper, <laughs> with the broom always like coming at you. But what was funny is that then you could see them arguing about it, about yeah. having to buy it back. <laughs> I just thought that was pretty funny. Yeah, that was really funny. I like the second level too, but I, as I said, I was watching most of them. I didn't mm. watch much further than that, but um, no, I thought it was a good game. Yeah. Um, do you have anything else you want to say about it? Um, uh, there, is, there has been a movement by the community. So this is now a meme. So we've gone into like meme world of yeah. this goose, and there's t-shirts being printed about it, <laughs> and it's like, yeah, uh, what is it? The, it's the same mess with the honk and you get the bonk, and that's the goose like holding a, a baseball bat. Which is quite funny. Um, I think that the community has really um, like embraced this, and there's calls now for the goose to be involved in Smash Brothers and what those attacks would look oh, wow. like. <laughs> uh, multiplayer elements to it. Yeah. Um, the due to the success of it, um, so there's no estimate of downloads yet, and Nintendo don't generally release that. Mm-hmm. Um, they're guessing it's about a hundred thousand copies sold, wow, that's awesome. yeah, which is really big um, for an independent game, and it will, and that's only for Switch and uh, PC and Mac. Yeah. If it got released for PS4 and Xbox, it'd be huge as well. They must be so um, stoked. Yeah, they would be. And one of the guys said that now they can just make games forever for as long <laughs> as they want to. Mm-hmm. And what that development studio does in future would be great to see, especially if they stay true to their art style. Take the advice of someone like Genova Chen and keep the the studio small mm. and create good games. 
Um, the creator of Mario once said that a late game is only late once, um, but a, a bad game is bad forever. Yeah. Um, like, really take that advice to heart. Mm. Um, because I think that when studios have one success under their belt, there is a risk where they'll just try and rush out stuff later. Yeah. Um, I would be happy to wait three or four years for a good game rather than get something rushed out in the next six months. Mm. Um, you think they might wait, like ride the wave of the kind of success and think that they have to do it with something? There's really two ways sure. to go, really, yeah. for with success of, of game companies, and I've seen it happen many, many mm. times. Um, there is not that many that game companies around in the world, um, mm. and I would love for House House, um, you know, uh, as someone who's part of the video game scene, I guess in Australia, yeah. um, I would love for House House actually to be um, like that. Mm. Um, so, do you think that? Do you think it adds any sympathy towards geese as animals? Well, not really. On the anthrop- yeah, yeah, I think it does. Yeah. It does. Um, but whether people stop eating duck, I don't think so. Geese. Do you even eat geese? Eat duck. But do you eat geese? Goose? No. Goose. No, not really. No. But there's a goose eggs. Like, we were driving home, and there's a sign that said goose eggs. And I'm like, oh, we should get some goose eggs. Imagine how big they'd be. And Charity's like, no, I don't want to eat those. Like, no, we eat chicken eggs, and this yeah. is from a farm. Yeah. This is probably better, yeah? Um, like, on the scheme of things, I don't know. Um, well, you either got battery hens. Oh, or yeah, got, well, better yeah. than battery hens, but... Yeah. Or they mean, do they want goose eggs that will hatch into geese kind of eggs? No, no, there's are edible, like, there's an edible, mm. yeah, yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't want to so, eat them. <laughs> but you wouldn't want to eat either, no, yeah? that's true. Yeah, so, I don't see the difference. Mm. I don't know. I'm quite liberal with my eating. Eat anything. Anyway, um, I like the game. Yeah, me too. What? Uh, well, so maybe we should rate it out of knives. Or honks. To, or honks. Mm. Okay, honky knives. Honky knives. How right. many honky knives would you like? I give it eight out of ten honky knives. Eight out of ten. Even right. though I didn't really like playing it, I love the concept. I love the game. I just mm. it just wasn't my kind of game. But yeah. I mean, I didn't enjoy the concept of the game. That's cool. I like puzzle games. Yeah. So this is... So like you're good at those kind of games. I'm just really not. I'm yeah. really bad at them. Yeah, so, uh, yeah there's, there is games for everyone. Um, so I, I like that. Um, uh, the the one failing point out of the game is that element of the puzzle with the um, the guy with the, the stool. You like the orders. Oh, yeah. The uh, so the, yeah. the order I can accept, yeah. that was like my stuff up as to why I, I couldn't get past that because that's, that's a puzzle. But... Um, the, the actual problem of being in the right spot right, yeah. to pull that chair out, that's an issue. Yep. Um, so because of that, nine and a half out of ten honky knives. That's good praises, though. Mm, I liked it. I really liked it. Yeah. Um, and I hope for... Maybe we can review it in a year or so when they, or whenever they do their next game. Yeah, it'd be cool. Yeah. yeah or a multiplayer thing. Mm-hmm. I saw a multiplayer picture of, of the goose and his friends and it was all these other ducks with other knives. That would be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> there could be a so gang cool. of them modeling yeah. up. <laughs> So it's so funny. Um, all right, so closing off, uh, enjoy the intro music to Untitled Goose Game. Yep, and next week we're going to be doing um, a short story by Walter Miller called You Trifle and Skunk, which yes. is a pretty interesting short story. So um, hopefully Ben likes it. I'm sure you'll have something to say about <laughs> sexism. <laughs> I don't dislike every game, uh, book. I that think you, you will see. <laughs> really? Am I going to dislike it? Maybe. Mm, Mm -hmm. We'll have to wait and see. All right. All right. Au revoir. Bye.